Welcome! I'm Chase. And I'm Mike. And this is Fathers Unscripted. If I never get to see you again, just know I'm thankful for the time we spend. Season 4, Episode 3, Mayday. Continued. Previous episode, we were touching on the beginning of May Day, which was the shooting in Texas at the elementary school. And we kind of went over a lot of that kind of stuff, shootings in general, what uh, would cause it to do or what would cause a person to do. Things like that is what we're going to be talking about today. Because I cannot wrap my head around why somebody would want to do something like that. And I know most Americans can't wrap their head around it either. So we're going to share what we think about it and uh, maybe some root causes of it. But as always, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can shoot us an email. Our email is fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. Just search fathersunscripted, all one word. You'll find us on there too. And uh, let's get into this Mayday Continued. Um, Chase, I know you got some stuff to share regarding um, mental issues and especially with kids. Because a lot of times it's kids shooting other kids in a sense. Like mm-hmm. this, this, this guy was 18 and then he goes and shoots little kids. And in a lot of other situations and scenarios, it is you know the younger generations or younger kids young men, I guess you could say that are going and doing this kind of stuff. You, you don't often see older people do it. Um, I mean, it happens like the, uh, New York city subway, that one older gentleman. And, uh, but normally, or usually it's younger and they got some mental issues. So I know you got a lot of, lot to touch on with that one too. So please dive on in. Yeah, I was. I'm glad you pointed it out. Um, a lot of these mass shootings, at least at the schools or in these areas, are um, young men, which is um, kind of discouraging. I would say. I guess that's a good word, um, especially for me because I got I got three boys. So, right, they're three for three, and eventually they'll be young men. Right, mm-hmm. God willing. Uh, they are healthy and they grow up to a ripe old age. And eventually, if that's the spectrum they go on, they will be young men eventually. Um, My goal as a dad is to make them young men, which is responsible, loving, um, trustworthy, confident in themselves, confident in each other. Um, I want their natural state to be first um, res- like first response in protecting people that are weaker than them. And so it's really discouraging to see these shootings of innocent people that just have no shot really are getting killed by young men. And so when these mass shootings happen, what do you, what do you hear right away? Whether it's the news or social media? Why? (laughs) Like, 
yeah, why, why are we, why is this happening? Right. Why in America? I think that's like the first thing that always happens. Everyone wants to know why. The second thing is they say the solution is the, the, the solution or the answer to that why is because of the gun. That's the gun's fault. And that's such a cop-out to where our society is headed and where it is right now. It's just such a cop-out to blame a piece of equipment that doesn't even work unless someone behind that piece of equipment takes action. Like your vacuum doesn't work unless you plug it in. And then you have to turn it on. Well, mine's broken, so actually you just plug it in. (laughs) It turns on. But you can't, you can't, your, your car's not going anywhere. Nope. Park it in Walmart. Let me go. Park, park your car tomorrow, Michael, in Walmart. Or you don't have a Walmart in what? Or do you guys have Walmart? Salinas, yeah. Okay. Park your car in Walmart and see. In take it your keys or out in the parking lot. Well, let's go. Let's go <laughs> with the parking lot. Okay. And it's probably safer because if it, if you leave it in the Salinas parking lot, just do this experiment for two minutes because if you, it's too long, <laughs> it's gonna get stolen. So take your keys out and see how many. Th- how 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 long it runs for or goes? Just let's just see, right? Okay. Again, don't stay I, out too. It's, it is Salinas. You you'll get robbed or something. Your car will I, be stolen. Can I guess the results right now and just tell you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go get. Yeah, go ahead and guess. It didn't move at all. Okay, okay. So you're correct. I'm I'm a, I'm a thousand percent. You're correct. Now, if you uh, put it in okay, neutral I'll, and put it on a downhill, it will move, but eventually it will stop. So. Are you saying the gun doesn't work unless somebody pulls the trigger? Correct. Oh. Correct. And the person pulling the trigger has to have like a, has to be alive. Oh, okay. Just to also throw that out there. So first, everyone wants to know why. Second, you got one side of the aisle blaming the gun. The other side of the aisle wants to pawn it on violent video games which i feel like that's been a nice little pawn for forever yep here's the thing i've played violent video games shooting video games let's just say i don't play violent video games i play shooting video (laughs) games i guess it's violent whatever since i was in eighth grade i have never had the urge to kill anybody buy a gun or do anything to harm i don't even like hurting animals okay so to blame it on video games is kind of pathetic yeah. now here here's where the two meet the gun and video games and this is my non-doctor experience but i mean we've seen the last two years doctors are full of crap so it doesn't really matter hey <laughs> If you play a lot of video games, it doesn't matter if it is killing people, it is Pokemon. If you become too engulfed in video games, you start losing a, a sense of self-worth because everything is in that video game. If the video game goal is about collecting stars, money, coins, kills, KD, which is kill to death ratio for anyone that doesn't know about video games. Um, you chase after that and it's all empty stuff because it's a video game. But it's it's addicting. So you go back yep. for it. But then outside of that video game, 
you lose self-worth. You lose like this urge to do anything positive with your life. And I'm talking not if you just turn on your PlayStation and play, you know, Crash Bandicoot for a little bit. Great game. Great game. I'm talking about this is what you're obsessed with. I'm talking about video games as much as you possibly can. Turning on your phone, playing a phone video game. I'm talking about carrying something in your pocket constantly. And when you have a down moment, you play a video game. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that can lead to this like lull, this weird purgatory of like no self-worth. Zero. Serious, Serious disconnect. Very big disconnect. And you compound that with what we've seen is high schoolers kind of doing this, right? Which... I don't know if you remember high school. High school was a complete debacle emotionally and mentally. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. You feel like you're popular. You feel like you're not popular. You feel like everyone hates you. You feel like this is the worst time in your life. You feel like whatever you are in high school is what you're going to be when you grow up. Not true. Just throwing that out there. Yep. For any high schooler that's listening to this, maybe the one out of the million people that will ever tune in. Oh, that'd be awesome to have a million <laughs> listeners. Anyways, the one high I schooler hope. that decides to listen to this, like your self-worth is not whatever you are in high school. You could be super popular in high school and be complete dirtbag after. You could be not popular at all and get picked on. And when you get out, you're going to own a company. Like high school is not a a prediction of what you will be. It's not all end all be all, anything no. like that. But what happens in high school, especially for young men is, or young boys, I should say, is... Um, depression can happen like that is part of it um there's a lot of depressed males in high school and one of the stats i I was looking is uh, suicide rates and it says uh out of the 100 percent of just everybody in 2020 there was 24 percent white males um and if we go to range by date out of out of this past year between the ages of 15 to 24, 14% were, um, males, just males. So, or I'm sorry, the, the age group, but if you do the, the math, it's a, a lot of them are males and you're talking about the middle of high school and college years, mm-hmm. right? So you have depression and when you're depressed and you're anyone really, what do you, what do you do when you're depressed? Do you go to parties and hang out with people? Nothing. You do nothing. No, you isolate. Mm. And if you're depressed, what is the number one thing everyone likes to do when they're depressed? They go medicate, whether that's prescribed medication or recreational medication. Like they medicate themselves to feel better. So you got these crossing issues. I'm going to list them off and then I'll let Michael just dive right in. Okay. So I have... Two columns. One is the issues. So we can say video games and it's more in depth than just shooting video, like first person shooter. Like that's just such a cop out. So just video games in general. And I would say addiction to video games. Um, Porn is also falls right in line with that. Um, Porn is very addicting. And then you can lose your self-worth if you become addicted to porn. Um, I was listening actually to a comedian and they pick someone out in the crowd and it was a sex ed teacher to help with a porn addiction. Mm -hmm. And then another issue, which is so 
growing in our society is um, absent fathers. And maybe you're not completely absent uh, physically, but mentally you just don't care about what's going on in your child's life, right? They're, they're, they're 15, they'll figure it out. Like mm. they're 16, they're 18, they're adults. No, they are not. Not at all. Um, I've, I've coached 18 year olds and they are far from adulthood. <laughs> like, <laughs> boy. Um, and then the, 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 the last part, which is relatively new, is social media, which social media, I would say, um, can, it used to be like a self image problem with usually that's not really a male thing, but it's becoming more and more of a, an image thing. Like this is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is who I can be or what I should be. So that one side of the spectrum, you got video games, porn, absent fathers and social media. On the other side, you just got your high school issues. Like this is going to happen. If there are no such thing as video games, no such thing as porn and fathers are around and there's no social media, right? You're going to have still with high schoolers because it's high school. You're going to have depression, which is going to lead to isolation, which is going to lead to medication. And if there doesn't lead to medication, you still have the depression and isolation. And if you don't have the isolation, you have the, the, the confusing part of like, why am I so sad all the time? So forth and so forth. So I'm going to leave it at that. Those are the kind of the things I, the underlining things, those are so, like problems that we can solve. And I'm going to leave it to Michael since I gave him all those juicy things to talk about, to dive <laughs> right in on where he wants to take this. So I'll just try to try to touch on all of them, to be honest. The video games one, same as what you said, it seems like just a cop out because when something like this happens... And the media or people just want to play, always oh, playing video games because that that was a thing uh, twenty years ago for sure. It's like all these video games are so graphic and violent. And it's like, well, we play those. Um, I don't feel like it's graphic and violent. It's just a video game to me. Like it's a game. Like Kyle Rittenhouse said in his trials, it's just a video game. Like I didn't do anything because I watched or played video games. It's a it's a video game. So it's always kind of hard for me, <clears throat> excuse me, to wrap my head around that because when I'm thinking about it, it's like, yeah, I like to play first shooter, shooter video games, but I don't see like me opening up my garage door and then going out and doing something crazy because I did something cool in a video game and I want recognition for it or whatever it may be. I understand that the, the graphics and the violence has gotten uh, more intense and basically definitely more graphic because the vulgar is a nice word to there you go put vulgar. On video games and like the graphics now are just insane more realistic but, than ever but i think what you were touching on is the the addiction side of it you know this kind of goes with uh pornography as well it's like once you do something and you you you're getting something out of it mm -hmm. that person usually wants to keep doing it and regardless of whatever it takes to do it, they're going to accomplish it. So if the addiction side is creeping in when you're playing video games, I can see that becoming overwhelming because that's the only thing that you are thinking about. Like you can't, there's a, like I said earlier, a disconnect and you lose touch with reality because you're so focused on one thing, whether it be the video games or the pornography. Once you're done playing the video games or looking at porn, it's like you try to, get back in with reality and you realize you can't. So you just go right back to your addiction mm -hmm. and it's that constant thing over and over and over again. 
does this kid want to go back to his life where he's being bullied or whatever at high school? No, I want to go do this other thing that brings me joy or it's I, a dopamine hit. Yep. I get something out of it, but yeah, it makes me feel good. Now I'm just going to keep doing this. You screw school, screw my friends. And then you get that resentment like, Oh, actually I hate them. Actually, you know what? I wish they were dead. And then boom, you know, the cycle. Yeah. The repeating of those thoughts over and over in your head too, is also a horrible thing to get stuck in. And that's a horrible thing to get stuck in when you think about anything. Like you don't want to repeat something negative over and over again in your head. That's not good. No, no. <laughs> Usually if you're trying to be successful, you constantly think about the thing you want to succeed in. So if you're constantly thinking about the thing that you hate or want to get rid of or the just horrendous things you could do with your, your thoughts and you think about them over and over and over again, eventually those things can come true. Because that's the whole thing. It's like you want to think something positive that you want to accomplish. You think it long enough, hard enough, and repeat it over and over again. It comes true. Well, it's the same thing for the negative side. You repeat something over and over and over again, it's going to come true. So the video games one, like I, I can understand it, but I, <clears throat> it's hard for me to wrap my head around. But I understand the addiction side of it. Then that and losing touch with reality is not a good combination. I will say this too, and I'll let you finish is like, these things don't just like some kid doesn't just wake up being happy, go lucky wakes up and is like, oh, I'm just going to go do a mass shooting. Like this is something that is a buildup, which is kind of like what Michael was talking about, which is the addiction side is like, it starts off at something and it slowly progresses into something that's pretty much uncontrollable. If you let it get uncontrollable, and that is what I think are the issues, not just one day this kid bought a gun and did something. I was like, what got him there? What yeah. finally got him to a point of those thoughts that Michael was just talking about of these reoccurring thoughts of I'm going to do something because I'm mad at my friends or these people at school or I'm just mad at the world. So I'm going to go hurt innocent people. It's a buildup. Um and some people are just mentally unstable, but we're going to be talking about the, the build-up side. So go ahead and continue. Sorry to cut you off, but I wanted to make sure I framed that a little bit. So you were, you were doing uh, video games, pornography. Absent fathers. Absent social fathers. Media. So <clears throat> we, we've talked about absent, fa absent fathers in previous episodes, and <clears throat> that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Especially for young men, like that 15 to 24-year-old uh, range you were talking about. That when you're in that age, you're building your foundation for life. And of course you want to have your parents around, but even if you have your parents around and they're not, you know, the ideal parents that you want to grow up with, having a father figure around is still something that helps you build that foundation because as you get older and then you potentially become a father yourself you have something to look back on and compare to and to kind of regulate yourself in a sense of like, I, I want to be like my dad or I don't want to be like my dad. And to not have that figure around at all, <clears throat> there that goes into the mental buildup of plaque, which is basically thinking about things and not have something to regulate that in mm -hmm. a sense of. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Because I, I know for a fact that when I was in high school and I thought about, you know, maybe doing something I shouldn't be doing, one of my thoughts was, 
if my dad catches me, (laughs) (laughs) enough said. Yep. (laughs) But if I was going through these scenarios and I didn't have that thought, who knows? I maybe wouldn't have thought twice about doing it or not doing it or whatever. But to not have that father figure around, one, you might not be getting the discipline that you need because I'm not saying uh, mothers don't discipline, but I know for a fact that fathers discipline differently. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I think most men who have fathers or had fathers growing up would agree with that. So to not have that father figure around, it's, it's definitely a, a, it's a mind altering thing in my eyes that when you grow up without that dad in your life, it's whenever I think about that, it's like, well, there's so many things in my life that would be so much different. So many things because I wouldn't have that thought in the back of my head or that person to go and talk to about something or whatever it may be that if that's not there, my whole life is different. So I know for a fact that that is a huge part of not only mass shootings, but just the negativity around somebody in that age group, whether it be, you know, drugs or gangs or, you know, just acting out at school or whatever. Like, I know that's a factor. Whether whether that's a huge factor in the mass shootings or not, I'm, I'm not sure. But I know if that person didn't have a father, then you might think like, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, why did he do this? You know, part of the reason was he didn't have a dad around to, you know, discipline him or talk to him or whatever. Just like you were saying, make sure he grows up into a respectable young man. You know, if that person's not around, oh, yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense that he went off the rails and did something like this. Yeah. And to, to jump in real quick is something that I try to make sure I do is I'm very respectful around. I mean, I try to be respectful, like, but I'm very aware of how I'm showing how I'm respecting other people when my, my sons are watching because they will copy every single thing <laughs> I do. So that goes with because kids are really, um, they observe what's going on. Yeah. And again, you don't even have to be an absent father physically, but if you just don't give a rats about what your kids are doing, well, let's just say sons for this instance, and you don't course correct them because you don't care, right? They, they're rude to their teachers, they're rude to their coaches, they're rude to referees, they're rude to their whatever, their, their, their mom, and you don't course correct. They're getting the green light from you because you're their gauge. You're their, their regulator that if they're not getting course corrected by you, then that's fine. And yeah. that can build to now they just don't have a sense of respect for anyone. And it's not like you did it on purpose, but you were very un you weren't very active in the, the guiding and the, the, and providing a good gauge for your, your son to act. And so flat out, you didn't do your job. That's a great way to put it. So, (laughs) but that, that's what, um, I think Michael is kind of leaning into is, is like kids are watching, sons are watching their dads and how they, um, are trying to do things. And so I try to be an example where I'm showing my boys, very simple things. You're going to love God and you're going to love people. You don't need to agree with people, but you're going to love people. And the reason why I put them in jujitsu is because from a very young age, I've instilled with them is you're going to protect yourself, your brothers, your mother, 
and those who can't defend themselves. And I have this, I've trained them and we've talked about this to do this. Like this should be natural instinct, right? Cause that kind of covers everybody but me, which is fine. Um, but we've talked about this and it would be, I would be doing them an injustice if that was kind of like our motto and they're, they don't know how to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, we're going to put them in jujitsu. So at least know how to have the tool to do, do what we're at, I'm asking them to do because sons are going to do whatever their, their dad asks them to. If it means if they think that's, it's going to please their dad. So, um, that's, what's so important about just not even, because here's the thing I've had, there's been kids where their, their dad was in the military, not right. Not present, but when they were home, they were very present. They were the gauge. They were that regulator. And that is fine. You don't need to be following your son everywhere he goes. You need to be there though, to give them that, um, or them that regulator. So, Sorry to cut you off. Keep going. No, that's exactly what I was kind of trying to say. I didn't really say that, but I was trying to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I probably cut you off before you could get to the point. No, no, I was more, I was more on the side of like thinking about the the kid or the person in the scenario, and I'm just <clears throat> it's hard for me to even think about not having a father figure. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you said that, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the dad <laughs> side. That's that's what I meant to say. <laughs> And what you said at the very end too is that that's kind of how we grew up. My dad was in the military; he was a firefighter, and he was gone a lot of the time. But when he was home, he was present. He was he was dad. He was the yep. father of the house, and we knew it. And you know how to act because how he acted when he was home. Yeah. And then, uh, so the last one you had was social media, and that is huge nowadays. Like that is a big factor in a lot of negative things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like cyberbullying—that's a thing. I never thought that was going to be a thing. That's a legitimate thing now. That's a thing. Because when I was, I still am this way, but we kind of grew up in the age of all this stuff was new. Like social media was new. Like we were the, basically the first young generation to kind of use all this stuff. Facebook came out when I was in college. Come on, MySpace, bro. Gotta get back on the MySpace. I didn't do, I didn't do MySpace. I didn't know how to work that thing. (laughs) But to me, it's always like, yeah, it's just delete or like, don't care. I never really care what people thought in the first place. But yeah. social, social media nowadays for someone to actually grow up with it. Oh my gosh. And then what we talked about in the past about phones and mm-hmm. how most kids are getting their phones around seven, eight, nine years old. Saw a nine-year-old the other day with one. It's like, I can't even imagine that, but thinking about the kids these days, it's like, yeah, it's a huge part of their life. Granted, there's a lot of good to being up with the times, but there's a lot of bad, which is obviously the social media. And to not have the mental capacity to know that there are millions of people out there and you are one person and you are not going to be liked by everybody. And that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. It's going to happen. Me and Michael are not liked by a lot of people. (laughs) More Chase than me. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not going to get all these likes. And most people aren't going to see your picture. A lot of people are going to hate your picture. It's like just scroll right through it. That's, that's a thing. And to me, it's always like, I don't care, whatever. I'm, I'm on here for different reasons. I don't care. You ate a kale bagel, by the way. Kale bagel. That's a thing too. <laughs> I don't know. Chocolate. Just kale bagels. 
<laughs> what's going on in your house? <laughs> but social media has taken over in the fact that people think that their voice matters. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. It's not going to change anything. All it's going to do is feed your fire. Yep. Because you put something out there. All these people or nobody responds to it. I got to feed this fire. It's getting it's getting cold. I need to heat myself up again. Mm-hmm. And it's this constant game where even adults nowadays are addicted to it in a sense of I got to check this, got to check that. I want to see what this person said. Or I got to respond to that. I'll check and, it when I'm bored, which is so unhealthy. Yeah. I'll check it like when I get home and I'll end up sitting there. I'm like, why am I sitting here? Why am I doing this? What am I doing? I've, I've read the same post now four times. What are we doing? And then, like, whenever my kids are like, "Dad, you're on your phone," I'm like, "Oh, gross! Dang it's even it. gross to hear you say that." Yes, you're that, right. I am on my phone. <laughs> Jeez, I hate getting called out. Like, you're right. I'm putting it down for the next forever. Like when my son's like, "Dad, put your phone down. Let's play baseball." I'm like, "You're right. Let's go play baseball." Stupid phone. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? It's so the phone's fault, right? That you were scrolling through it and and you looked at it. It was the phone's yes, fault. Yes, I was answering a text, and then one thing led to another. <laughs> It's actually your fault because you texted me earlier. <laughs> See, a lot of people don't like me. <laughs> but, so like, I can see even, even as a grown man still having you know s- subtle issues with just being on the phone. I can't imagine what a young person goes through, especially now that like all the other girls are on there too. Oh gosh! Back in the day, it was AOL. It's let's talk and yes. you only use words. But now it's pictures, and now it's this, now it's that. You can actually talk to each other by looking at each other through the face and all this other stuff. I was Sports Exhibit Three, by the way. If anyone wants to AOL and send message me, <laughs> me and my brother shared one. That was whack. No, you guys did. Yeah, SCS MLSB. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 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 the, the B stood for brothers. You figure the rest out. Which one am I talking to you right now? Oh, okay, Michael. Yeah, I have no clue. Sure? This is Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so social media has a a grip on the younger generation because it's like you grow up with it. If you grow up without it, you're a loser. You're already a loser. <laughs> so to try and fight that, just getting on it, and then all the other kids or whatnot are either commenting on your stuff, overwhelming you by the negativity on there. It's like, you don't even have to use it. If you just go on social media and just look at stuff, it's very negative. Yep. It's just negativity all over the place. And if you're, most of the stuff kind of seems like, uh, it's an addiction issue. (laughs) (laughs) Like most of the stuff seems like it stems from addiction. But that creeps into the social media. It's like mm-hmm. you, just, you get addicted to something and you want it over and over again. You disconnect yourself from reality and there is no grasp on what's actually going on because you're so consumed by this one thing. It's like I couldn't imagine going through high school, having something in my pocket that connects me to the world. Yep. Like the the world as we know it is connected to my phone. As a 15-year-old or 16-year-old, let's say, when I got my phone, it's like, I can't even wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. I only had text messages and phone calls, but now it's like I got the <laughs> Google Earth in my phone. <laughs> it's insane. So to have that be a norm in this society <clears throat> for kids to grow up in, it's almost like a 50-50 if you're going to come out okay. Oh, Yeah. 
right? I feel like those are good odds. Right? I'm being generous. Yeah, I thought it was 50-50 without social media. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> so with it, it might be like a 70-30. Like who, who knows which way that's going? Yeah. But as a kid, it's already all this stuff's being thrown against them. The foundation is being built. You need certain things to focus on in that young life to be successful. Like you were saying about the respect, you know, love everybody, treat others like you would want to be treated, care about what you're doing. Like you need to care about school, whether you like it or not, you need to care about it. You need to care about the sports that you need to care about the practice because without the practice, you're not going to be able to play and blah, blah, blah. You need to be building these things up. So when you get older, you have the proper foundation to build your house. Like it's an easy yes. metaphor for people to understand. But when you're building that foundation and you're looking at your phone or you're high or you're thinking about playing that video game or whatever, that foundation is going to be crap. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to have cement in the wrong spots and bricks in weird places and drainage pipes in the wrong spot because you're not paying attention. The foundation is so important that when we sway to the things that aren't important, you put off maturing. Like mm -hmm. I can, I can say that when I did the things I was not supposed to be doing in my young life, when I stopped doing them, it's like I picked up where I left off. So I still had all this maturing to do because I mm -hmm. put it all off because I was having too much fun. And it's like to do that though, with all this other stuff, when you're in high, like just starting high school, maybe, I mean, it can be even earlier for some kids, but like to have that, so what, eight years, let's say, of mm -hmm. just no, no, nothing or no attachment to reality? It's like, of course, there's going to be issues. Yo, and I, I would say it's even, it compounds. So one year yeah, doesn't yeah. just, you know, it's like, it's not just one year and then another year. It's like one year leads to two, two to four, two, four to eight or yeah. whatever. Comp I don't even know how a compound works. Four, four to eight or four to 16. Like it, it just constantly exponentially grows as you do this, it's not just another year. It's, it's getting, it gets worse and it doubles or triples or quad, whatever. I agree. And to, to put that on pause and then to go off in this virtual world of make believe in your head of, Oh, I'm successful in this video game. But when you walk outside, it's like you are a very unsuccessful person because <laughs> yep. you have not built that foundation. And then what are you living for? Mm -hmm. It's like, if there's no faith and there's no reality, like it makes sense when somebody does something like this, when that is their background. Yes. There's, there's no, and then you're looking at very basic human virtual virtues that go right out the door. Like how, how precious life is, how precious your life is like you as an individual, how precious your life is, the impact, the positive impact you can make. Um, you don't even see that. And then if you don't see what you're, how valuable you are, everyone around you is going to be less valuable than you. And, and that's just a bad place to be in. And that's where I think a lot of people are, um, in, in our society right now. And in terms of like, I'm better than you get yours, right? Just yeah, yeah. worry about you. Me first. Me first. Um, not me you too, know, me first. Yes. <laughs> so like that's that's where we're at 
with a society. And so um, that's the scary part. It is scary because we are raising children in this environment. And of course, we all want to do the best that we can. But like I was saying earlier about the outside world, it's like sometimes you can't protect them from the outside world. But you can help them build that foundation to where the walls of their house that they finally built are impenetrable. But yeah, hopefully it's, it's scary to think about mm-hmm. raising kids in this world, but it's like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm, I always wanted to have kids, but that's something we have to take into account. All of these things that we spoke about, it's like, they need to know about these things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go into great detail or you, you can, depending on the relationship you have with your kids, but they need to know about this stuff when they get to a certain age so they can add that to their foundation of what to do or what not to do. That's our job. Fill in our kids' brains with the knowledge that they actually need to know so they can survive. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't give them that open door to just f- figure it out. At certain ages, you don't need to do that. You can protect them. And when they become adults or when they're out of your house, hopefully not runaways. So when they're out of your house, college or whatever, um, or in this day and age when they're 35, uh, let them let them be them. And hopefully the, the foundation that you help them set as who they are as human beings is able to withstand whatever environment they're going out into. Um, and so you just give your, I mean, again, that goes back though to like life is more valuable and precious than people put it out to be. Um, and I also think goes back to what Michael was saying, like a lot of people don't take advantage of the positive impact of the character and skills that they have actually were, are God given. They were born with and they don't use them, which is going to give you more fulfillment than any video game, porn or social media like or post or whatever. Um, and so again, it's a, it's a issue that we can start looking at though in schools and high schools and how we, how we dive into that and not just, Oh, be an individual. No, like giving them like core help, but it doesn't matter because our schools are a joke and I'm not going to go down that because that's going to be a seven hour episode. So, (laughs) um, I'll let Michael finish off with the final thoughts of basically how all that kind of leads into depression, isolation, and how medication can be kind of the, the thing that either helps or actually hurts. Yeah. So like the, the consequences of being out of touch with reality is all the mental negative side of things. Like you were saying, depression is a big one because it seems like that's, um, pretty dominant or it's a predominant character characteristic, I guess you could say in our society, because mm-hmm. it seems like every depression is a little bit different, but mental illness as a whole is rampant because everybody now wants to take something to fix it instead mm-hmm. of focusing on themselves and trying to resolve what's going on with them internally. It's just, Oh, let me take this, let me take this band aid, and we'll see how long that lasts. But they're trying to play catch up on a poor foundation. Yep. That too. And um, the mental illness is a big one because if you don't know you have an issue, that's probably a telltale sign that you're not really looking at yourself very much. You're not taking a uh, taking account of your life and what you're doing and what you're thinking. 
But also too, if you are aware of it and you're not doing anything about it, that's another big problem. It's like, oh no, it'll go away. Oh, I can deal with it. Like, no, I've gone to a therapist, not for depression, but just to go and talk to a therapist. It's super helpful. Even if you have no mental issues, it's nice to just talk to somebody about stuff. <laughs> Man, people forget how, judge good, you. how good a conversation is without a phone in your face. That's also true. Like that skill's going to the wayside. But if mental illness is not addressed and we want to put the blame game on everything else, um, this is going to continue to be an issue. Mm -hmm. uh, if you see something, say something. And that goes with mental illness too. Like we all know if somebody's having a down day, we can tell, we can see it on people, especially if you know this person well, or you're at yeah, school don't, don't with them. Don't report them to a psych ward. Yeah, but you can talk to that person. Mm -hmm. You can have a conversation. Maybe that, conversa that conversation that you have with that person changes their life forever. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're just nice to that person. And then they realize that four years later, they go to that guy and be like, hey, you're the only person that was nice to me in high school. But I got through it and I have a family and I'm successful now. It's like, well, all, all it takes is a little. You can get yep. a lot. You can get a lot out of things. But addressing mental illness is a big one. That needs to be, that needs to be at the front of a lot of things in the society. And it's, it seems like it's not. It seems like it's just covered up with a Band-Aid. That's not going to resolve anything. No. Having, some, having something wrong isn't a bad thing. Like it's not. I know in the in the olden days it was shameful or it was embarrassing or whatever, but obviously it's not like that now. But to still not say something and address it, that just goes back to your own foundation. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to be comfortable enough with yourself to know to say like, you know, I need to go talk to somebody or I need to start doing something to get me out of this rut. Whatever it may be, mental illness isn't just like something psychological going going wrong with you. It's also you and your own mental thoughts, your mental well being. It's like if you're mentally ill in that regard where you're always thinking negative about yourself, it's like something's got to be, something's got to change. Mm -hmm. And it starts with you. It always starts with you. If you don't do anything to get that started, nothing's going to happen. So 100%. mental illness is a big one. <clears throat> I know we'll talk more about all this kind of stuff in the, uh, the next episode because we're just going to kind of continue on with May Day and the next one as well because – there's just so much that goes around the shooting that happened. Like mm -hmm. just, there's so much. So we're going to keep, keep it going. But if you guys want to reach out to us, you can find us on our Gmail at fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, search fathers unscripted, all one word. Um, thank you guys for listening again and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks guys. Oh, Goodbye